I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I'll be talking to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. And today I am joined by an outstanding athlete with a brilliant sense of humour, a triple Ironman, a coach, an endurance athlete who is one of the very few who have cycled non-stop around the coastline of Sicily and on top of that, an ambassador for animals and their welfare. Fabio Spatiri and we are going to be talking about endurance events, fitness for all and why Fabio cares so much for animals. Fabio, thank you so much for being with me today. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for inviting me once again oh, in the studio. I've interviewed <laughs> you a number of times and yes, I've yes. always loved it. Now, you have just gotten back uh, from cycling across Sicily uh, in preparation for uh, the Sicily endurance uh, cycle that you're going to be doing again coming up very soon but just tell me um you come back from sicily you were cycling for eight hours uh, you must be exhausted um no not really if you, if you cycle one day it's just it's just just another day like all the others um you, you sleep well i had a, a really good seven hour eight hour sleep i ate well and you recover you make it sound so easy. <laughs> how far did you cycle and how long did it take you? Um, yesterday it was 180 kilometers, but um, I focused on hills. I had around 2,500 meters of elevation. Um, actually, I ran out of time. I would, I would have done more, but I had to catch the half seven ferry back home. So you went over to Sicily in the morning, cycled for 180 kilometers, 2,000 plus meters of elevation, and then got on the ferry and come home? Yes, I had a quick shower, um, something too quick to eat, and back home. Yeah, you're absolutely amazing, and an absolutely stunning individual. Um, first of all, to give the people an idea of who you are, because I know a little bit about you, but not everybody does. I'm gonna ask you, uh, what is the sporting achievement that you are most proud of? You've done so many things, but what is the one that you're most proud of? And what was the one that was the hardest? I think the hardest and the most proud was the Triple Ironman, which took me around four to five hours to to finish the event. It was um, almost 12 kilometer swim in a 50 meter pool. And then I had to cycle 540 kilometer. And, and then I had to run three full marathons, 126 kilometers of running. And that took me four to five hours. That was uh, it was hard. Yes, it was my first two day event with just half an hour of power nap in between. Hang on a second. Forty five hours with just half an hour power nap in between. Yes, yes. This is insane. I mean, this is absolutely incredible. And you were the very first Maltese to ever achieve this. Yes, yes. How long does that take to train for? Um, I coach myself. Um, I had a program, an intensive program of about six months. You, okay. g- you gradually build up. Well, my, my longest session was um, 26 hours. You would never train for 45 hours if you're doing a 45 hour race. Something like that, you, you should train like your, your longest session would be half the amount of hours spent in a race. So when you did this event, this triple Ironman event, 45 hours just going and non-stop with this half an hour of sleep in between. You must have taken your, yourself, your body, your mind to areas, that, to, to places that you had never been before. What, what's the paramount, what's the thought in your head uh, when you're doing that? Yes, um, the first thought in my head will be um, the night. The night is a bit brutal on an athlete. In fact, I used to train a lot, well, 
I just uh, do nothing during the day and then at midnight instead of going to sleep I would go and do an hour workout just to um, it's the principle of adaptation sleep deprived to, to get used to not having deprived, sleep yes. um, so you're thinking about you mentioned before that you were doing the, the, the swimming in a pool and that you're running on a track or racing or cycling on a track uh, I was cycling in a 10 kilometer loop in ultra events, um, the athletes have to do lots of repetitions in small loops. Why? Because of safety. Because the the race organizer cannot close a 540-kilometer loop. You know, so they close a 10K. Athletes will have their own tents with their own support crew. And every 10K, if I want to stop to for a massage, for to drink or to eat, you don't have to wait that long after 15 minutes you're going to see your crew again so actually go in, 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 in loops and loops and loops Fabio what on earth do you think about when <laughs> you're going on a 10k loop uh, strangely enough um, I don't think a lot um, you just go in a trance you just keep on cycling or keep on running whatever discipline you're doing because if you're starting about the distance then um, negative thoughts will start crawling up in your mind so i try to numb myself from the pain and just get into a trance and keep on going 45 <laughs> hours trance not thinking about anything taking yourself to to an incredible place i want to find out your backstory from because what you're describing this incredible triple i man we'll talk about your other amazing um, adventures in a few minutes but i'm assuming you've always been an athlete advocate for clean living and and you know always been disciplined and is that is that your backstory is that your life story yes um strangely enough i was a sprinter my distances was 400 meters at the track and 800 meters, which is two laps, two laps around the track. So these are races of less than two minutes. That was my six year athletic uh, background. Uh, eventually I had a few injuries on my legs. I couldn't run that fast anymore. So I switched to triathlon. Uh, triathlon obviously consists of swim, bike, run, not just running. My calf problem was solved and I started triathlon. Triathlon consists of various distances. So you start with a sprint, it's like a, an hour race, and then you move on to Olympic, it's like a two hour race. And eventually I started discovering longer races, which uh, was the half Ironman and then the full Ironman. Uh, immediately I got hooked on, on long distances. It's where it's it's my area and, and I just love it. Um, and after 10 Ironman races, uh, I started looking at ultra races which are races uh, to 24 hours and over but having said that it took me 17 years to be ready mentally and physically to do such races um, you don't just wake up in the morning and you dream of doing an ultra you need a, a gradually build up throughout the years um, 2017 it was my first go ahead I, I started with a double Ironman eventually triple <laughs> And hopefully I keep, on, I keep on going for the quintuple and the deca. Deca will be my greatest dream to achieve, which is a 10 IMNs, 10 IMN in 10 days. This is amazing. And, and you mentioned before, it's taken you 17 years to get to get to this point where you can do this. Yes. So does that mean that what you do when you're doing ultras is mental? Or is it physical? Because I'm assuming, and I mean this with the greatest amount of respect, that perhaps physically you would have been in a, a stronger position when you were younger. 
physically let's talk about intensity short races you need a lot of power you need a lot of speed so physically you need to be strong going to ultra races the intensity is low but you need to be more on endurance uh, when i was younger i was much faster as i'm growing old i'm getting slower so basically if i'm getting slower i just go longer that's why i, I also switched to, to ultra races um, having said that uh, an athlete needs to be mature as an athlete physically and mentally i would say 50 50 uh, in terms of a percentage um, the the mental plays a big part uh, in the ultra training schedule what makes you what helps you what drives you to go much more than the extra mile because we're talking about ultras we're talking about these you mentioned 45 hours non-stop with this half an hour of power sleep what drives you beyond the pain barrier because you must be facing so many things at that point and taking you beyond the comfort zone is it admiration is it the medal is it you know being in the media what 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 drives you to do these incredible things um i think it's it's a mix-up of everything um I love tra- it, it, it. It all begins from training. I just love training. I cannot imagine myself sitting on a sofa watching TV for for long hours. That's really not me. I think my body starts moving and I just need to go running. So <laughs> it has to be within you. So yeah, I love training. Um, and also I want to discover, I'm always discovering where my ability is. These races are amazing. I'm always discovering new races and... Uh, I just want to be part of the ultra family. Uh, yeah, and then the media is nice, you know, you get lots of sponsors. Yeah, people come and tell you, wow, you're doing well. It's it's something nice. It it, it encourages me to, to keep going. Even I have uh, kids, they come and tell me, oh, I want to be like you. It's it's nice, you know. That's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. That's I, super amazing. Yes, yes. And eventually, I want to give an example to people to start to move on to ultra. The ultra races, they are, they are so much uh, fun and uh, people should be proud of if they do a, a super really long race. I want people into, into that, that family. They're becoming more popular, are they not? Uh, yes, at a slow pace, but, but they're getting popular. In fact, this year I have two new athletes who are going to train for the WIMN. So we're going to be three from Malta. Fantastic. Yes, absolutely yes. absolutely and, brilliant. And we're going to have, um, hopefully, we'll have the first female athlete to uh, finish the double Ironman. That's an, incredible. And, and the, these are people in your team that you're training because you've done it. Yes, yes, yes. And you know how to. D- uh, going back to that, you mentioned before that you trained yourself for the triple Ironman. Um, and I know that you are a coach and that's what you dedicated your life to. But where did how did you find out how to train for a triple Ironman? How, I mean, you were following other people, or you 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 coached yourself. Honey, um, most of the training sessions is a, they are trial and error. By time, you start realizing what's good and what's not good for your training um, regime. But there's there's always a forum. You find that on almost on on every website regarding the ultra. You can ask people, people help you. I've got other coaches. I talk to other coaches, other athletes that what is their problem? Um, what problems do they encounter during a big race? So people share share the, the good things and the bad things in training and during races. 
But does this mean that you, you're very disciplined? And you mentioned before that this has been your life and you started in athletics when you were, when you were young. You, you get itchy sitting down and watching television. Does this mean that you, you don't go out and enjoy yourself? You don't go out and party? You don't go out and drink wine and beer? No, to the contrary, Ansi. Uh, <laughs> listen, I happen to know the answer because I've seen you in a lady's dress and that takes a whole load of explaining. But you, no, are, no. you are someone who enjoys partying. Yes, yes. Um, this is something... I always tell people in life you need to find strike a balance you know you cannot dedicate all your life to sports and uh, neglect all the other important things in life so yes I do party when I can I do go out with friends to have a drink uh, um, I go to the cinema I go out with my girlfriend you know I take the dogs out I train it's it's a bit of it's a bit of a, a bit of everything in my life which it's like a jigsaw puzzle and when you p- put them together it's i love my life <laughs> i love that i love that i love that big smile on your face and i love hearing that you love your life yeah, now yeah. there's an awful lot of benefits that are associated with physical exercise as well and, and you've you talking about loving your life you've got a big smile on your face but it, it has been scientifically proven that if we get out and exercise we actually improve um the, the genetics of our body we improve our our health our physical health our mental health and it will make us happier now one of the very amazing side effects of covid is that despite the fact that uh, malta was hitting top of the obesity rate uh, just a couple of years ago we as a nation have been getting out and enjoying the the outdoors Uh, bicycle sales have shot through the roof 150 percent footwear running or, or walking or climbing um, has also shot through the roof. Is this a good sign for Malta? Is this something that we can sustain after the pandemic? Having said it, even before COVID, things were um, getting in, in, into the right di- direction. I mean, the, gym, the gyms are full. You, you see lots, lots of people running, lots of people cycling, lots of people doing CrossFit. With COVID, things doubled up. Also due to the fact that people were, I think, maybe out of work and they needed to do, to do something. Sports, is, it's really on the increase at the moment, not just in Malta, it's, it's everywhere, all around the world. Hopefully, people, once they get into the system of training, they will keep training throughout their life. But what do we need to be careful of? And I know I'm going to just touch on this. You've been a, a very vocal about the fact that if you are a cyclist, for instance, which is your one of your passions, uh, we need to be a little bit careful. You had a, an incident recently where you were going out with cyclists and you were in the cycle lane on the coast road and all of you got punctures. We have the climate for outdoor sports, for cycling, for running, for swimming. Do we have the infrastructure for it? Mala, that's a big question. Um, a cyclist can be divided into actually in three. There are cyclists who commute to work, a very small percentage. There are competitive cyclists that use the road, someone like me. And there are mountain bikers who use off-road. For mountain bikers, I think they have the perfect scenario. Because you have countryside, you're not going to encounter cars, you have good weather. So off-road and all, it's, it's, it's really, it's perfect. Um, Malta is a rock and all you need is rocks competitive cycling like me for example if i need to do long 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 sessions what am i doing i'm catching i'm catching the ferry and i'm going to sicily cycle there come back 
But how, uh, is it, how is it different over there? Yeah, how is uh, cycling in, in Sicily different to here in Malta? Because people respect the cyclists even more. I think this, the, it's due to the fact that Italians and Sicilians, um, they have in the, in, the, in the background the Giro d'Italia mentality. So they respect cyclists more than they do here. Also, there are lots of country roads. Sometimes you go, as, I, as we spoke before, you're cycling in the country roads and you don't even encounter a car for the next one hour. Uh, in Malta, you need to do, you need to best cycling groups, groups, small groups, so people will be more aware. Uh, cars will slow down to overtake you, as sometimes they just drive so fast. Um, you need to choose the roads. Ideally, if you need a good session, try to be ready by nine o'clock in the morning. Start at six, finish at nine. Because after nine, it starts getting the roads will start getting busy. Hills is not that much of a problem. If you go up north and just do hill repetitions, you you will be okay up to a certain amount of time. Um, and then you need, you need to choose the roads. For example. A coast road, yes. Also, sometimes we have problems because we start getting punctures. And if you're going to cycle outside the cycling lane, you're going to have problems with cars bibbing you to, to, to jump inside. So, competitive cycling, the infrastructure is not uh, that good for, for someone like me. Mm-hmm. And running, I assume the running is the same because if you're trail running, the opportunities around Malta are immense. Yes, but, but running, you can always run on the pavement. I mean... You can only, you know, start, you have to run maybe not in a linear movement just to overtake a few people walking. Um, cycling, it's, it's another thing. You have to, you, you're constantly being overtaken by cars. Well, listen, let's talk about this cycling because you mentioned uh, before that you've been over to Sicily. You're about to, to venture into the training up for the 1,000 kilometers. And this is an incredible goal. Uh, this is 1,000 kilometers in the time frame of less than 48 hours? Um, now, my next target will be less than 48 hours. Which is incredible, which in itself is an amazing physical feat. Yes, um, up, up to now only one person has done it under 48 hours. Um, the Sicilia record is 43 hours, 47 minutes. So Are you going to s- do it? Are you gonna sub do it? 44. I'm going to go for it. It's a 50-50 chance. Um, I'm pretty confident I will do under 48 hours. Sicilia record, it's a 50-50 chance because then it, it all depends on the wind and and even if I have some type of, of injuries throughout throughout the event. Do you get to choose which weekend or is this already set in stone? Because uh, I'm thinking about the weather. It's, it's going to be third week of September, so it won't be that hot, that too much. Um, of a warm weather third week of September should be less windy but I'm going for a week and I don't have a, a particular day when to start I'm going to start stay there relax and I, and I choose the best day out of the week to start now opposed to the Triple Ironman which was just an incredible sporting achievement this is not just a sporting achievement. This is also in aid of raising funds once again for animal charities, for animal NGOs. Fabio, why animals? Well, where does this come from? I've always had pets around around me. Now I've got eight. You know, it's it's. What well, what do you have? <laughs> what do you have? I have two rabbits, four dogs, and uh, two cats. They all live with me. They they are all friends. They get together along. Um, and the rabbits you take out walking as well. 
Yeah, I take them and to the restaurants. The <laughs> and to the pub. And nobody tries to eat them, obviously, when you <laughs> take them to the restaurant. No, they're fun. I love animals. They're just small animals because since they're going to live inside, you know, and I just I just love being around them. Um, but it's one thing loving animals and it's another thing cycling a thousand kilometers to raise money, not just here in Malta, but also in Sicily uh, for, for a dog shelter. Yes, yes. I mean, w- you've gone the extra mile. What, why? What's the passion? Um, yes. I've I've been volunteering as well in some of the shelters and I know the problems they encounter with bills. They've got super high electricity bills. Um, they need money for food, money for vets and money to run the day-to-day shelter needs. Um, so last September when I did the first round, uh, the, actually it was my fifth round Sicily, but this was in 56 hours. I collected a good sum of 21,000, which I... Um, split into 16 shelters so yes I decided to do again why re- my answer is, is easy for me animals um, they are equal to people equal to human beings why do I help animals because um, they're not really in in the agenda for for fundraising um, here we collect millions of, of, of euro for Estrina, Diarbjorn um, you know, which is good in a way, but no one um, raises funds for, for these shelters. And I know um, firsthand how much they need our help because they only run um, by donations. Basically, since next September, I'm going to try for a world record time. And it's something special for me. Um, I'm targeting uh, 50,000 euro. I'm already being helped by good sponsors wow. who are going to help me. Um, also, due to the fact that some money will go to Sicily, so they will refurbish uh, the Kanikati um, dog shelter. And in Sicily, there is a big, big, big problem of strays. Every time I go cycling, the amount of uh, dead strays I see hit by cars, it's, it's unbelievable. Sicily, there is a big problem of neutering and stray dogs. 50,000 euros. That's a big goal. Yeah, I think it will be more difficult to collect the money than me breaking the Sicilia <laughs> record. <laughs> Hopefully, um, people will be aware of, of the the pain I'm going to go through so they can donate and I can collect a lot of money to be able to distribute to 16 local shelters. That would be amazing. I'm cheering you on because I really, really want to see uh, these animal shelters helped. My my own dog is a is a rescue that I've had for thirteen years and has been the best friend that you could possibly imagine. So I'm you know feel indebted to animal shelters myself. Um, we're going to go right back to something we said right at the very beginning, and we're going to talk about uh, the benefit of physical exercise for a second. Um, and we mentioned that it would be great if we could see this uptake of physical exercise uh, that we've seen over the pandemic and as you mentioned before b- prior 
to the pandemic, if we could see that continue after, when all of this is over, when this is under control, when we're back to living fairly normal lives, uh, it'd be great to see if we can, you know, bust this uh, reputation that Malta has as highest level of obesity and, and, you know, being lazy and these sorts of things uh, by continuing with this physical... Well, if someone's listening and they think to themselves, you know, okay, uh, you know, maybe I should start exercising. Where does someone start? Um, nowadays, there even if they open Facebook and they just type physical fitness Malta, the amount of um, qualified coaches there are. But the first one has to determine what type of sports is good for him because people can choose running, swimming, canoeing, um, crossfit, going to a gym. It's, 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 anyone can do various sports. Ideally, they should do a bit of everything, a bit of cycling, a bit of running a bit of swimming, a bit of uh, crossfit, and then they should decide which is good for them or not. Um, in terms of gyms and, and crossfit, they are all around the island. And if someone wants to start, start um, some kind of physical activity, it would be even better if he or she will start with, with, with a friend. So they start getting... Um, the, first, the first few sessions are the most uh, important. Because then you just get hooked and that's it. And you start training, uh, gradually building up. Some people even start doing everyday trainings from nothing to, to six sessions or seven sessions a week. But the, the first few sessions, the first few weeks are the most important weeks. That's why it's, it's better to do them in a, in a group company. Okay, to do, to do it with a friend or with a group, get yourself motivated. But what are the general excuses? I mean, I'm thinking of the excuses. I don't have time. I don't have the motivation. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I, I can speak for myself, you know, not being fit is actually a barrier to getting fit. Because a lot of people think, you know, when they go into the gym at the first time or they go to a fit CrossFit class, they at least have to look good and feel fit. There's lots of barriers. Yeah, but there are there are classes for beginners. For example, even I started um, last year, I started the Project 40 Plus. Uh, it's a group of 40-year-olds over and they have done nothing in their life, you know, so... As I say, 40, for being 40, it's a wake-up call. People should start doing some kind of physical activity. It's not too late. It's not too late, no. And I had a really big response. So they started from literally walking, jogging, and now everyone is running 10Ks. So that's how that's it That's phenomenal. Start. Yes, yes, yes. So that's how it should start. People should dedicate two days a week but be really disciplined, you know, don't find excuses, stick to those days. And then people start losing weight. They start breathing better, you know, they start feeling more lighter and more happier, you know, and things just go on from that point. So it's an incentive for everybody just to know that, 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 that everybody starts from a first foot forward. Yes, yes. You want to take that first step. Fabio, I'm going to close off with your ambitions for the future. You mentioned this Decca Ironman. This is 10 Ironmans. One per day. For 10 days. Yes, yes, yes. And is this the dream? This is the ultimate goal? That's my ultimate goal, yes. I think I will arrive to that distance and then stick to distances a bit less, less, less distances. So that's the goal. Yes, yes. Get to the Decca Ironman. Fabio Spateri has achieved what he wants to achieve. Yes. And then you can go down to the bar. 
<laughs> eat pizza and drink wine <laughs> no I, I'll definitely continue racing <laughs> I cannot see myself not entering some type of competitions is there a schedule for, for achieving that and is, is that sort of on hold at the moment because of the pandemic uh, no um, it's not on hold but there is another race I have to do um, before which is the quintuple which is five Ironman in five days actually I've, I've tried that and I've I had to stop midway through the race because I had some stomach problems um, that will be next um, next year. This year I will concentrate on this. I have a double Ironman this year to try and do my national record. I have the round Sicily to try to do the Sicilia record. So the following year would be the five Ironman, Quintupil. And if I finish the race, I'll move up to the Deca, which will be 2023. How many people have ever achieved that? I think around 70 people have done the Deca. In the, the world. world? Yes, yes. Fabio, I'm cheering you on. You are a magnificent sportsman, but you're also an incredible human being as well. So I'm cheering you on. I'm cheering you on for, for Sicily. I'm cheering you on for your goals in life uh, and also the, the conviction that you have to assist people to just get off their bottoms and get out and get healthy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. Thank you.